Welcome world to Tally Money Basics, the show that takes this big concept we call money and breaks it down into itty bitty pieces so I can understand it better, and hopefully you can too. I'm your host, Sean Townley. Today we're going to talk about something that's not very fun, it's not comfortable, but it's out there, and it's real, it's identity theft. Identity theft is a fraudulent acquisition of a use of a person's private identifying information, usually for financial gain. So your social security number, your address, your driver's license. If they have this information, they can open an account very easily with your account. They know your mother's maiden name. There's a lot of ways that they can open up accounts in your name, and it's unfortunate, but you have to be vigilant, and you have to look at ways that that can happen so you can avoid them at, at as much as you can. I mean, I, I don't know that you can avoid it at all costs, but I mean, you can certainly take steps, and we're going to go over that today. So using your identity to get credit. I mean, that's the big thing right there, right? So opening up a credit card in your account or going into a store and opening an account in your information. So if they fake some some IDs, I mean, that's uh, probably not even have to do it on person in person. They can do it online. They can cre- go on to a Home Depot site or anything like that, create an account in your name, and then start using your information to start buying things in your in your name. And then you're going to be on the hook for them unless you do something about it. So using your identity to purchase goods and services. So, I mean, it could be, you know, on the web, you can pretty much buy anything these days. So, and it's, it seems very anonymous, but if they have an account with your name on it, they can open an account and it's scary. And we're going to talk about ways that you can avoid that or as much as possible. And then using your identity to withdraw funds from your bank account. So they're, they're just going to take, you know, log into you at your bank accounts or your financial institutions, and then they'll just start emptying your accounts. I mean, that, that's scary to think about. And that's why you have to be vigilant. You want to set up a lot of uh, alerts and stuff, and we're going to dig into that just in a little while. So a symptom that you've been a victim of identity fraud is you see bills for items you did not purchase. So if you start receiving weird random bills from stores that maybe you don't even have credit with and you see that you have purchases, you need to reach out to that store and see if those are legitimate. And if they are, you need to start disputing them right away. The next thing is debt collection on accounts you did not open. So if you start getting, you know, hey, we sent you over to collections, you're like, collections for what? I don't even know who you are. I don't have an account with you. Oh, yeah, you opened an account with us, you know, three months ago, and now we're sending you to collections. That's a big red flag. You need to make sure that you're checking your credit report to see if any new accounts are coming online, especially if you didn't authorize them. Another way is denial of credit or poor credit scores. So if you all of a sudden have bad credit, you know, because someone has been opening stuff and not paying it on your behalf and they're reporting it to TransUnion, Equifax, and Experian. Those are the three big credit union, I mean, not credit union, the credit bureaus. They track your credit. And if you if they start to see that you have accounts opening and that you're not paying on them and they turn them over to collections, you're going to start showing up on those reports and your, your credit score is going to go down. That could be an indication that you've been a victim of identity theft if you didn't open those accounts. And then if finally, if you have a tax return that's already filed, the IRS says, oh, um, you've already filed your tax return and you know you did not, and someone's trying to get a refund in your name, you could be a victim of identity theft. So you want to be careful with that. Those are just some telltale signs. They're not all of them, but they're just some examples that I wanted to share with you. So if you, if you have any of those, those are definitely red flags. You want to follow up with them. You don't want to just wish them away. You want to jump on those as soon as possible. So how does it happen? How does identity theft happen? Where there's the old school way where you just lose your wallet or purse. You know, if you leave it in an Uber or a cab, or if you leave it on the bus or something like that, or if you just, you know, you leave it in a restaurant, maybe you were in a hurry trying to get out of there, trying to get back to work. You know, you want to make sure that that you always know where your wallet and purse is. So that's one way it happens because that has your information, has your ID, 
credit cards. You know, there's a lot of information about you in there. You can get it from your phone too. So, I mean, you're hearing a lot of stories today about folks that are, hey, can you take a picture? Well, if they've been watching you and they know your code, they can take your camera. They can change. They can lock you out of your phone, and then they'll start changing accounts. So, be careful with that. Uh, mailbox theft. So, if you have stuff that's uh, not showing up, you know, if you notice that your mail's not coming. Uh, after a few days, I mean, it's, it's, it may be normal for a day or two that you don't get mail, especially if you do pretty much everything electronic. But believe me, there's always mail going to you. That's one of the ways I found out I was a victim of identity theft. I stopped getting mail for several days. And when we went to the post office, we found out that someone had diverted, you know, said, hold my mail. I'll come by and pick it up directly from the post office because I was going to be out of the country. So it, be mindful of that. That's one way to, you know, they, they can start getting, they'll start applying credit cards in your name with your address. And then if you don't get the mail, they'll just go to the post office and pick it up and saying that they're you. It, it, it's a felony, but, but they'll do it anyway. So uh, public Wi-Fi is another way. So if you're doing any kind of banking, if you're at a Starbucks or any other public Wi-Fi place, there are people that will spoof their public Wi-Fi. And they'll become what's called a man in the middle. And they'll start logging your keystrokes. And they'll try to figure out what your bank account is and where you're going. And they can log that information. And then later on, log on as you. And then can can drain your bank account. So if you're using public Wi-Fi, I would suggest if you have the data plan, please start using that. Otherwise, if you don't, if you want to use their Wi-Fi, that's fine. Just don't do banking. right? <laughs> Make sure you're doing banking on secured networks like your own at home or using your own device and, and using your own data plan to make sure that there's nobody in the middle spoofing you in the process. There's uh, data breaches. You know, there's things that are totally out of our hands sometimes. You know, like the Target, you know, when they lost all their information, there's, there's been a, f a few other companies. I shouldn't just pick on Target. They were a big one. But uh, a lot of other companies, they collect a lot of personal information. You know, you get on their list, and then they have your credit card information. Every time you swipe, they're kind of tracking how your purchase history is going. Well, sometimes that information gets breached. It's not your fault, but that information is still out there. So you have to be vigilant. You have to be mindful of that. And you have to make sure that if a company does get breached, that you take every precaution, including taking up you know, credit monitoring services. And sometimes they'll give you that if, they, if they've done that and, you, and you're on the list. You can take advantage of the credit monitoring. And we'll get into that a little bit later. But data breaches are another way that people get your identity and, and they use it against you. Uh, phishing and spoofing. So on your home, you know, on your phone, on your personal device, you may notice that every few days or so you get a notice from Amazon or Netflix or, or someone who allegedly is going is from those companies saying that they had to block your account. You know, your account's not in standing, so you need to reach out to them right away and they provide a convenient link. That convenient link is phishing, spoofing. They're trying to get to your device. They're trying to get you to put some ransomware or some malware on your device so that they can use that against you, use your own phone against you, maybe even lock you out from your phone. They're skimming. That's the art of uh, taking a credit card swipe and making a copy of it, and then they make another card and start using it. So skimming, you can do that from a gas pump. You can do it from uh, you know maybe a convenience store. There's lots of different ways. Or now they have them where they're kind of the, the magnetic. You'll see in the RF, RF uh, shield type devices where even if they get close enough to you, some of these cards have, uh, they're, they're transmitting a frequency and they will try to steal that from you, make another card and start using it. And then malware. Again, trying to use your devices against you, whether it's your computer, your iPad, your phone, any device you have where they're trying to say, hey, we got some information. You you need to contact us right away. Here's a convenient link. Don't click on that link. 
you know, that, that is, that is them trying to get software put on your device so they can take over. So it, it could happen a lot of different ways. So you have to be very mindful of that and you have to have a zero trust kind of mentality going forward. If you are a victim, if you find that, you know, one of those red flags did happen or you feel like, Hey, something's not right. Then there are ways to, you know, there are things you, there are steps you want to do if you, if you think you're a victim. You want to check your credit reports to see where your credit has been opened. So you should, when you open your credit card, uh, credit, I'm sorry, when you open a credit card account, that's going to be given to the th- big three bureaus, TransUnion, uh, Experian, and Equifax. So you're going to see those accounts open up there. If you did not open those accounts, you need to start disputing that right away. You'll have to get a hold of the company. That, that, you, that the credit's been open in, and you're going to have to work with them to get them closed as well. You make sure that you contact all three credit bureaus. Uh, you can get a free credit report on an annual basis, but you know you can also get it in some other ways as well. And, and I would suggest if you don't want to pay for credit monitoring, which I, I highly recommend because I'm so paranoid now, I do, I get it, I get it checked all the time, but you can open it every four months. You can start rotating through the three bureaus, right? So there's three of them. 12 months, every fourth, every fourth month, you can open one up from, from a different one and see what they've got on you. I mean, see what accounts you have open and make sure that they are legitimately yours and that you're able to, to do something about it as soon as possible. You don't want a lot of time going by, that's for sure. You can, let's see, report identity theft to the FTC. That's identitytheft.gov. You know, that they'll, they'll, they have a lot of good information on steps you need to take going forward. And you'll want to make sure that you're following those. It's just a good practice. It'll help you kind of go through the process. And it's a a tough process. Uh, I had to go through it myself. You have to find out where the credit has been opened. Then you have to go deal with those companies on a regular basis. And, you know, you got to get yourself back. Because, unfortunately, it's not innocent until proven guilty. They assume that you're the one who opened the account. So you're going to do everything in, in your power to show them or convince them that you did not. So it's unfortunate that it happens that way. But yes, I mean, unfortunately, that's the state of the where we are, and so you have to be vigilant about it. And the sooner you do it, the better. If it goes for a long time, if it's been several months and that account's been open, it's going to be harder to convince somebody that it wasn't you that did it. So ways to prevent identity theft, you can freeze your credit, and I, I highly recommend this. Um, you can go to the three credit bureaus. And you can freeze your credit. There's ways that you can go, and that's for free. You can go in there and freeze it. That way, if anybody tries to pull credit or check your credit, then they're going to re- they're going to reach a block, and they're going to reach out to you and say, "Hey, you know, someone's trying to check your credit, but it's frozen. What do you want to do about it?" Also, no one can open any credit in your name if it's frozen. So, I highly recommend freezing your accounts. Like I said, it costs nothing to do, and it will help you from from people opening accounts in your name. And then check them. Review your credit reports regularly. Like I said before, you want to check all three of them, maybe on a rotating basis every four months, go to a, a one of the three and rotate them so that once a year you're checking each one and you're rotating through them to make sure that the accounts that are open in your name are legitimate and they are in your name. So safeguard your secure, social security number. Now this one's a little bit more difficult because your social security number is probably in a lot of different places. And when it's out, once it's out, it's out. And I don't think that you can get a new one, right? So it's not. So once it's out on the dark web or whoever the bad actor is has it, you know, it's out there, and they're going to sell that information to to the highest you know bidder they can find, 
and they're going to keep trading your information. So that one's a little bit more difficult. But if you're younger, you want to make sure you check your, your credit too, because even though you're young, you know, they, you still have a social security card and people can use that to try to open up credit. So guard that information as much as possible. Don't just freely give your social security number out to people when they ask for it. Ask them for another way to identify you that's not using your social security number. Uh, use unique and strong passwords with your online accounts. Even consider a password manager. So if you use the same password for everything that you do, once they figure out the one place, they're going to be able to use it for everything else if you use the same password for everything. So make sure you're diligent enough to use more than one password and even consider a password manager. I have a password manager. That way you have to remember one very strong password and then you don't have to think about anything else. You can even let it generate new passwords. So you want to make sure that you don't have two passwords in two different places and that you're, you're, you're being vigilant about that. So I highly recommend maybe picking up a password manager. Set up alerts on your accounts, especially your banking accounts or your credit cards. When you make a transaction, maybe make it over $100, then you should get a text saying, hey, you just made a transaction of this amount. And then make sure you're checking your, your accounts on a regular basis. I mean, I check mine every few days now. I mean, because like I said, I, w- I was a victim and it's not fun. And I highly recommend that you don't go through it if you can, if you, you can possibly stop it going forward. So make sure that you set up alerts on your account so that when transactions are being done, that you're being aware of it. Plus, it's just nice to know, hey, I just made a purchase. I'm getting an alert. That's, that's okay. Because if I start getting alerts because I didn't make a purchase, then that's a sign that maybe someone's got your information and using it without your permission. You want to check balances on accounts often. I recommend doing this at least once a month. You know, I, I know it's going to take a little bit of work, but just make it part of your routine. Just make it part of your system to where you're checking your balances constantly and you're just making sure, hey, yeah, I did go out to eat last week at three different places and, oh, I see the charges there. Okay. You're going to find that not even, I mean, even not for identity theft purposes, you may find that you got charged incorrectly and you'll want to take care of that sooner rather than later as well. That's not even identity theft. That's just, you know, making good sense of your money and making sure that you're getting charged what you're supposed to be getting charged going forward. And then you want to you, you want to shred everything with any of your information on it. So we, we have a shred box at my home. And every time I get some personal identifying information, you know, credit card, uh, they want you to open a credit card. It's got your information on there. You don't want to just throw that in the trash. Somebody can pick it up out of the trash and then fill out the account and maybe get credit on your account. So don't do that. Make sure you shred any kind of sensitive documentation that has your any personal identification on there, you're going to want to shred that and make sure that you are taking care of that. I know a lot of workplaces have shred bins. Maybe maybe talk to your your workplace and see if you can bring your shred. Otherwise, you can take it to like a UPS store. There's lots of other places around where you can take it into or a fed, you know whatever a FedEx shop. There's a lot of places that offer that service. It may cost you a little bit of money, but it's going to be great peace of mind knowing that your information is not just going in the trash and people are pull, pulling it out and using it against you. Watch your mailbox. The other thing you need to do is watch your mailbox. Make sure you're getting mail on a regular basis. Even if you don't get any of your bills and stuff through the mail, make sure that you're getting even the junk mail. That just gives you um, an idea that the postman still is delivering stuff to you and that your mail hasn't been diverted. So watch out, watch your mailbox. It is very important. And then consider a credit monitoring service. I would recommend this. I mean, this is also a peace of mind thing. Think of it as kind of like insurance. But you may want to get a credit monitoring service. That way they're watching your credit for you. They also have other benefits that in the event that if you you know do get compromised, they, they have ways that they can help you. There's some insurance 
ramifications that they can help you out with that as well. So identity theft, man, this is a tough one. I, I know after personally going through it that it's not fun at all. It, it, it makes you feel violated. It makes you feel uneasy when you know that someone's got your information and using it against you. Uh, and, and, and you want to be able to avoid it as much as possible. So do yourself a favor, you know, put some things in your system that, that will help you just kind of monitor the situation, make sure you have accounts open that are supposed to be yours and that no one else is trying to spend your money. I mean, that's, that's what this is all, this is what it all comes down to. Hey, did I miss anything? Please reach out to me. Let me know what your system is. I'd love to, I can share my system with you in a little bit more depth. If you want that, just reach out to me. You can find me at townleytech at gmail.com or on LinkedIn at Sean Townley, or find me on my website, seantownley.com. Till next time.